it's the not so newlywed game. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kids ministry director talk about raising a Christ-centered family. We're not sure we know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos. I am Kathleen here with my husband, Joel. And today we are having a fun, light episode, um, basically a 20 questions between the two of us. Um, we are going to link to the article that we are using um, so that you can ask the same 20 questions with your spouse. Yeah. And if you don't want to, you can just think about your answers. Pause it before we answer. Think about your answer and see if you can guess our answers correctly. See how well you know us. <gasps> or don't. Oh, no, we're not going to make it a competition? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, because Alex will win. But before that, time to do the family check-in. How are you doing? Um, well, it's weird because we actually recorded yesterday. We were recording for next week. I'm still very stressed. We are still headed towards um, vacation time. And um, there's a lot to get done. And mm. I am just feeling overwhelmed overwhelmed yeah i'm not whelmed i'm not underwhelmed i am overwhelmed me too it's <laughs> little stress at work little yep. not really stress at home just busy at home yep not Enough stress to keep at you home. tired yes busy kids and um it's raining which is weird because it's like mid-may in california it doesn't rain in out. california yeah yeah but hopefully you guys can't hear the rain. I'll try and edit it out. No promises. We will see. Yeah, we're in like a tin roof. That is like our podcast studio is perfect unless it rains. And that's that is not so good. Um, so we're learning that today. All right. Let's get to our topic today. 20 questions to ask your spouse. <laughs> 20 or so because Joel decided he wanted to throw some in. Um, you can find this at self.com um, or Google probably 20 questions to ask your spouse. And we're going to link it in the show notes. And the first question for you, Joel DeMant, is if you could meet anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be? Not Jesus. Oh, I was going to say. It doesn't say not Jesus. But I was going to say it'd have to be Schrodinger's cat because he, he's the only person I know who's alive or dead. But up, but No? Uh, it's... <laughs> I think I'm funny. It's a hard all the time. question because it's it could be very personal or it could be very big. Oh, Nobody wanna, needs you to explain the question. What? Just answer it. I'm processing. It okay. could be a disciple. Who would you meet? Um, I feel like disciple and Paul are cheating. You don't get to pick one of them either because then you could just ask them no, about no, Jesus. <laughs> um, so I was going to say my grandpa, even though I've met him, um, yeah. he is dead and I would want to see him again and um, then just tell him everybody's okay. I'd show him pictures of his great grandkids. I bet he'd like to see that. Yeah. Uh, um. Did you have an actual answer? No, not really. <laughs> well, you're really good at this. <laughs> um. Number two, what does friendship look like to you? You know, Hank Green once described true love not as butterflies in your stomach and and googly eyes, 
but as standing in line at Chipotle and saying, no, you get the guacamole. I don't care if it's a dollar extra. And I feel like that's friendship to me. It's just like <laughs> comfortable and friend, and just like, yeah, man, you know what? Get guac. I got you. Uh, just hanging out and understanding each other and being comfortable with each other. That's I, friendship to me. What, what's friendship to you? I think that this has really changed in the last couple of years for me. Um, this is the first time I think I have ever had friends. Um, <laughs> Full stop. No. Um, well, by this definition, it's true. Um, including, I think, my relationship with my sister, where I just like am not hiding anything or holding anything back. Um, that I have just a few friends that I can be like my real, real, real self in front of and reveal the real, real things that I'm going through and that I'm sharing those things with them. And um, that is a very uh, freeing feeling. Um, And so friendship is being able to come to somebody with all of my ickiness and all of my real feelings and have them not, and not have to worry about feeling judged by them. Hmm. Not not that I'm not judged, but that they'll stick, they'll be like, well, here's my judgment and um, let's move on from there. So what is your favorite movie? Oh, um, probably Tangled. That's a good one. Wrong podcast. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Probably Blazing Saddles. This is one of Joel's throw-in ones, by the way. It... Didn't call me out. Well, they're going to be falling oh, around in 20 questions asking a partner. Uh, Otherwise, they're going to be like, where was this one? It's, yeah, I'm going to say Blazing Saddles right now. That's a great movie. Uh, uh, all right. What trait do you value most? I assume they mean in another person or in a spouse. <laughs> and not like, I, I appreciate flammability in my firewood. <laughs> uh, what trait do I value most? Um. Oof. I don't know. You do. You go first. Patience. I think I need people to be patient with me. Understanding, kindness, all the things I don't have. I think um understanding and that kind of mixture of understanding and forgiveness that comes with I think it, I mean since this is a Christian podcast, um, I think that it really comes with that, the core of what Jesus calls us to be, um, to forgive one another and like he forgave us, um, people who accept that forgiveness deep into their hearts and are like that with other people and particularly when they are like that with me, um, that's what gives me a peace to be around another person and helps me to be truly intimate with them. So, Joel, what do you consider your greatest weakness to be? I think it's that I care too much. <laughs> no, really. Uh, let's see. My greatest weakness. I am impatient, short-sighted, and well, Greatest. Cranky. Which one is the greatest? Is that not all one thing? <laughs> no. You had to say something self-deprecating here. What is your greatest weakness? I told you what it was, and you didn't like my answer. No, the, I said pick one. My impatience and my... Do you not know what one means? Oh, I know what it is. It's all your, one thing. Your greatest weakness is the ability to pick one thing. <laughs> Actually, and that is sort of true about you. You do not have favorites of anything. You do, you are, you do not choose. 
I like many things. I like I'm, <laughs> I contain multitudes. But only one woman. What is your greatest weakness, woman? Uh, self-centeredness. <laughs> uh, um, I think about me. Not, I'm not selfish. I'm self-involved. I think about me. I think about what I'm doing. Um, I do think about other people, but like very often in the context of how it will affect me and how it will reflect on me and that kind of stuff. And I'm working on it, but I would say that that is the thing that's holding on the hardest post uh, heart transformation. Fair enough. How do you think others perceive you when they meet you for the first time? For the first time? Yep. They think I'm fun and interesting and and excited and energetic. They probably have good thoughts about me the first time they meet me, as long as it's a short interaction. I I think that I'm, I have the tendency to be a little intense um, for any, no. not just the first time, but every time you meet me. Um, and I, I like can art, like I can start interacting with someone and I can be like, you're being too intense. You're telling them that you stalk them on the internet. You are, your energy level is too high. I don't think that's people anyone's first impression of you. Li- no, I, I think but not people... every single person, but there are some people who are like, <laughs> okay, that was a lot right then. Um, and, and I think, I actually think generally I overcome that once I get to know people, but I am worried that I scare people away in that first intense interaction. What does your perfect day look like? April this, the 25th. Yeah, this question. <laughs> that's date. Yeah, that's, What's yeah, your know, perfect date? Uh, what does my perfect day look like? Wake up, eat a donut, have some coffee, go to a garage sale, uh, have like an hour to myself to go to like TJ Maxx, um, come home, eat, no, go to In-N-Out. I, my note would be like eating out fast food every single meal, um, <laughs> being with my kids, but also getting a nap, um, getting a nap from like one to three. Um, and then doing something really fun in the late evening or eat like, um, so going to music in the park on like a nice day or, um, going to, I love going to weddings. I love that whole shebang, um, dancing and music and all of that kind of stuff. And then, um, then coming home, getting the kids to sleep and, um, having time to myself for you and me to like watch an adult movie, not like, (laughs) (laughs) Not oh, that kind of adult that movie. That kind of day. But you know, like, oh gosh, oh no, no, ending in a new episode of Game of Thrones. That's what it is. I mean, not anymore, but. Yeah. Anyone who's listening to this, The Last of Us of Game of Thrones has aired. Oh, is that true? Yes. Oh, weird. The whole thing is so weird. Go on. What is your favorite day? I think it would be a lot like yours, except without the going out at night part. You know, I would stay at wanna, home and stay... have a piece of pie and what just What a relax. waste of a Saturday. Yes. You need to go back and listen to our rest episode. But I like going places. I like using my time and making memories. And you can't make memories with your butt plopped onto a couch. You can. Mm -hmm. You can make memories of resting. Disagree. Uh, What is your biggest unacknowledged dream? Whoa, that got heavy real fast. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I have any unacknowledged dreams. I mean... You're my new dream. It's, and we've acknowledged all my dreams of what we want to do. So, I mean, be more successful in my career, be more successful in our ministry, become internet famous on our podcast. <laughs> like, but those are all pretty acknowledged dreams. Um, save a soul. You've done that. You've done that with me. Yours doesn't count. 
It, God, it counts God pretty hardcore, actually. God and you did all the work on that one. I, um, I would say that I feel like ever since I was a little kid that I have felt very capable and that I have been, received a lot of gifts and I am in a constant state of feeling like they are underutilized and that I should be making a bigger impact than I'm making. I don't know what that necessarily looks like. It just, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at it from the wrong perspective. Hey, if you could eat anything at all right now, well, <laughs> man, this is a roller coaster. <laughs> if you could eat anything right now, well, you know what? Let's change this to what is your favorite food? Because, oh, yeah, if you said anything right now, it would be different than what my favorite food is. I have gone back and give forth. Give me both. Okay, if I if I could eat anything right now, it would be like four and a half bowls of frosted mini wheats. <laughs> I love frosted mini wheats, and at nighttime, Isn't I that love your favorite food. I love frosted mini wheats. I love them, and, and I even like okay, but actually more than I love frosted mini wheats, I love bite sized frosted mini wheats. They're like the littler ones; they have a better like sugar to biscuit ratio. I get you. Uh, they're so good. Um, I also and I have people know that I love Chipotle, but I actually think since the kids have been born and since Dane and Levi have really gotten into In and Out Burger. I have I have swung back to In and Out as my absolute favorite food. Mm. Burgers, not their their fries are good, but their burgers are what really get me. And then my favorite home cooked meal is uh, my mom and slash grandma's macaroni and cheese. Now who can't pick one? Well, you're right. Those are different categories, though. My on all three counts would be. You told me to pick macaroni and cheese. My my mom's boysenberry pie. Mm. Martha Doll Farm's boysenberries. <clears throat> Fresh off the farm. That There's is a lot the of best. noises going on. Like that is the best yeah. thing, mm. hands down. I guess that's. Really I didn't realize this until the last time I visited her. She made. She was like, "What do you want?" Because I was visiting there without you, and I was like, "You know what I really want is pie." And she's like, "Well, we were visiting our friends who have a farm, and they gave us some boysenberry, so I'll make a boysenberry pie." And then I was eating that slice. I was like, "Oh, this is my happy place right here, eating this pie." So you need to learn how to make that. I could care less. But no, for me. Yeah. This is a spouse podcast. Oh, I am not going to be making you pie. Show love. Yeah, you can buy one. Or your mommy can make you one. Um, okay, do you, gosh, speaking of going back to being loaded, do you consider yourself to be a good friend? No. Do you? No. Yeah. I'm working on it. No, that's not true. I'm going to say yes. I don't consider. I think all your friends would consider you a good friend. I think some of my friends would consider me to be a good friend. Um, all my life, letters. I have had lots of friends, um, who I love still. I think back like on my childhood, on my, especially my high school friends, um, my college friends to some extent. Um, I got to take one of them with me cause he married my sister. So that actually worked out really well for me. Um, but I just feel like over time, my friends have all just, I ha- I don't have anybody that has hung on or that I have hung on to. Um, past a stage in my life and i feel like that says something about the kind of friend i am um mm. or the stage of life you were in no a lot of people we hold doing. on to lifelong friends and i have never done that and a lot of people don't i don't know i well yeah a lot of people mm. who are not that good at being friends uh don't yeah. but i, I think mean, that i let, let me tell you this too if i were going to look at what god is working on in me the most the thing that he is honing and um trying to make me better at it is being a better friend and being less less self-centered and I am being put through the fire in that particular setting 
And so it leads me to believe that it is the area that needed a lot of development. And it is getting a lot of development. And I think I will be forever changed um, by what I'm going through right now. Yeah. I think, though, that you're the kind of friend who people would call in the middle of the night when they needed something. Nobody you're the ever kind of did friend. that. Nobody. I've never been that kind did of friend. Did you have friends who needed? Except you have because you currently have friends who needed you and they called you. I don't think that's I think true. you're a good friend. I just don't. I, right. You perceive me as something that I'm, nobody's ever called me, so I can't imagine that that's true. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do? Oh, hey. Do we, <laughs> <laughs> we just asked. Okay. We just answered this question in, um, in, in yeah, not so many words. Hang out with you. Yeah. Go listen to our last episode. Yeah. The, the Joy Podcast. You guys. Our favorite activity was hey, in there. What was your first pet's name? My first. Like, well, your first pet you can remember. Hopper and Lincoln. Our dogs when we were little kids. They were born, they were five when, when my sister was born and seven when I was born. So they were always, oh, and here's the joke. Copper and Lincoln, my maiden name is Penny. No, that's not a funny <laughs> Copper, joke. Copper, Penny, and Lincoln. So yeah, that's how they got their name. Oh. Well, what about you? Puppy dog. Oh yeah, I forgot She was that. a big puppy and we you know were five and know- my parents were like, you guys can pick the names because my parents made bad decisions. And then we were like, it's a puppy, but it's a big puppy. So it's a puppy dog. So that became its name for 15 years i resent puppy dog because i feel like um both tribble our dog now and our own children live in the shadow of the memory of puppy dog puppy dog saved my life once so oh my gosh it's we all are. we ever hear about is how great puppy dog was um, you know what instead of dragging others down why don't you try and lift yourself up mm-hmm. uh have you ever been heartbroken probably what do you mean probably? You know when you've been heartbroken and when then you haven't no. been heartbroken. I mean, I've been sad when I broke up with people. I've been sad when people about died what about, yeah, okay. or when friends left. But like, I don't know. I mean, yes, obviously. We've oh. all been heartbroken to one degree or another. Um, relationships end. People die. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I would say that um, when my coaches were fired, the episode four. Um, that was heartbreaking. And then I had a recent thing that when we lost the baby, we lost uh, the first. Oh, man. I had not even thought of that. Yeah. 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 That broke my heart. Yeah. You don't. I don't. I don't think of it in that terms necessarily. But in terms of like, oh, yeah, my am I forever changed by that? Yes. Um, and then I just had a recent thing that's like. Not my stuff to share necessarily, but like. I'm just grieving it all the time. And so I would say that I'm going through a heartbreak right now. So who is your favorite fictional character? (laughs) And we're back on the upswing. (laughs) Albus Dumbledore. Oh, okay. That was too quick. I didn't have time to prepare. Oh my gosh. I could go on about Albus Dumbledore forever. Um, But he, I think Jesus would just love Albus Dumbledore. Actually, I think Jesus' favorite fictional character is probably Aslan. But... No, here's the thing about I like about Albus Dumbledore. It kind of goes to that um, unacknowledged aspiration or whatever that question was earlier. Um, he's a teacher. He could do something big. He could be the ruler of the wizarding world. He could, I mean, he does change everything, but he changes it one kid at a time. And he believes that the calling of teaching and um, really shaping the hearts of kids and shaping who they become is more important than any of the other things that people are, are out there doing. And um, I can get on board with that and hey, it validates my like life choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
no and um and he's brilliant and he's not wasted in that environment he's um he's making a real difference in that environment and so that's i love dumbledore fair enough uh even though he's willing to endanger the lives of yeah that was i mean really i mean just come on dude call the army crowd by fire uh literal fire. <laughs> literal fire yes but like magical fire <laughs> yeah. that will eat your face yeah uh oh can i say han solo without being terrible is it fictional or is it a book it's just fictional. fictional it doesn't have to be a book yeah it doesn't say you uh, have to be your most inspirational just as favorite i think my favorite actually i think my favorite character is moist von liptwig from Discworld, the terry pratchett novels if you haven't read them that's why i wanted to say lemony snicket when you were trying to come up with the name earlier um, moist von liptwig he he, rather than someone who could rule the world but chooses to humble themselves to say anything, he could definitely not. But he's trying really hard, and he's kind of a bad person. But like, he's trying not to be. And I just, I really, every time I read those books, there's a couple of books that he's in. I just, it's like a mirror of me, and he's just like this. Yeah, he's just everything I see myself as, and none of the good stuff. But he tries real hard. But Joel, would you rather be rich or famous? Well, I mean, if you're famous, you can probably turn that into money. But I would or say the other rich. way around too. Actually, I would say rich because who cares if you're famous? If if you're rich, you can do a lot of fun stuff. So actually, I mean, LeBron James made a school. That's true. I was actually thinking about um, uh, Bill Gates eliminated lim- malaria. Used correctly. Both of them could absolutely um, be wonderful tools in advancing the gospel. Uh, It would be a ton of fun, though, to be. I mean, if I were Robert Downey Jr., I would basically never take off my Iron Man costume and I would just spend all day in children's hospitals. Most people who are famous, it doesn't go well for. And there are a lot of rich people who like uh, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates who do a lot of good and um, seem to be adjusted relatively well. If you had to save the world, or if you could save the world by killing one person, how quickly would you kill them? You're saving the world. <laughs> um, could you live with yourself? And follow-up question, do I care if you could live with yourself? My children are in the world. Deal with the guilt. This is one of those, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, also killing someone probably isn't what's going to save the world. Let's skip it. <laughs> I mean, the answer is... Yeah, it's just so, like, abstract that it's yes, not even if somebody worth Yes, if I was in a room and somebody was about to hit the button to launch the nukes that would start the war that turn, started the Terminator movies, even, yeah. I yes, of course, I would be sad and it would break my soul, but I would do it and it'd be fine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would kill um, them. Yeah, it's hard. But I think the the larger answer is killing someone is probably never the, the yep. answer. Um, What does love look like to you? I'm looking at her right oh, now. Oh, I do. Uh, you guys can't that. see this. She literally did the, the frame move, <laughs> the Vogue frame move around her face. Again, love looks like, hey, you get that, you get guacamole. that guacamole. You know what? You get guacamole. We'll go home and put on sweatpants. It's okay. I I think I've been talking about that. Um, that love is that that ability to be your absolute revealed self in front of people. The way you are, your you. you are unconditionally loved by God, and you are totally revealed um, to God. Nothing can be hidden from him. And the closer we can get to that with another human, where you reveal your real self to them, and you re- achieve that, that, that intimacy that reflects the intimacy you have with God, 
that's what love is. Um, that makes I, sense. Well, I was going to say love is <laughs> staying love is up patient. on an love afternoon while you have a nap. That's, yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's another biblical. Love. Yeah. yeah. Sacrificial love. Um, what is something you would really like to get better at? <laughs> I mean, lawyering? Is that a thing? Woodworking? I'd like to get really good at welding. Um, playing an instrument? I can play about four instruments terribly. I'd like to be able to play one well. How about you? The funny thing is, I feel like I'm very capable in a lot of ways and that the thing that I like to get better at is using the gifts I have to achieve the things I want to achieve. Like there's some sort of strategy um, misstep in my life right now where... um, I don't think there is. I think you just have... I'm impatient. You have big dreams and you're impatient (laughs) and you want to move rocks that you can't because other people have to move them. I wish I was more patient. What was your favorite class in college? Um, favorite? I have four. No, can't pick one. Okay, well, I picked... No, pick four. I don't care. No, um, I had my favorite professor in college was Professor Katie, who um, was like the reason I became a history major. I have like no interest in history, except for like this dude got me as a human being. And um, this person challenged me to be way better academically than I ever had intended to be. And it changed the trajectory of my life. Um, but that being said, like American history, who cares? Um, I had two Americans? And, and not like looking back, my two like real high level writing classes um, were the most fun, the most rewarding. And um, those were and the teacher, the professors that were I were like, oh, this is what you should do. Um, those were the two which like I don't write really, but it's a communications. It was like a communications affirmation. Like, no, yeah. you, you communicate in a way that other people can't. And, um, those were my, that, those were, those were big classes. They made a big difference. What about you? English 100. Oh, this isn't in here either. I took it. (laughs) You added this one. I took it my senior year because my favorite professor, JT Ledbetter. Cool name. Oh, he was a great guy. Um, he decided he was going to teach his English 100 class because they made all the professors at our school teach. Uh, entry-level classes, even if they were full professor, PhDs, or whatever. And so he was like, you know what? I'm going to teach my English 100 class on Lord of the Rings. And so I audited the class, which means I didn't get a grade and I didn't have to do the homework. I just got to read the Lord of the Rings and show up and argue with freshmen. And it was so much fun. That does sound fun. Uh, what is your favorite dessert? Boys, see, your mom's boys a very my answer. <laughs> Do yeah yeah oh no definitely my mom's boysberry pie or Grandma Bonnie's cherry wings. Oh, that's sweet. No, it's not. Well, I mean they are very sweet, but it's not because they're Grandma Bonnie's. It, she just makes the. We always ask her, "Hey, you got to teach us how to make these," and she goes, "The recipes on the back of the box." <laughs> they're uh, just. I love cherry wings. They're good. Um, I um, I've never been a real dessert person. I would rather have a bowl of frosted mini wheats than any dessert that you could ever dream of. Frosted mini wheats are functionally a dessert. I know. I don't disagree, but there is no like fancy dessert from any fancy restaurant that I would rather have than a bowl of frosted mini wheats. In fact, many times we have been out and people have ordered dessert and I thought, ooh, I won't get dessert. And then I'll go home and have a bowl of frosted mini wheats. (laughs) 
Um, so I feel like I could really stand by that statement. All right, you're going to a desert island. What three things and people do you take? Boat, GPS, <laughs> and fishing line. No, okay. No, that's a. Those are legit answers, <laughs> right? I mean. Oh, and a radio. No, here's a question. Satellite radio. Do you take us? No. If I'm going to be stuck on a desert island, I'm not taking family. my family. Okay, okay. Who I do guess... you take then? I would take, I probably would take you. Oh, no, no you have you to watch the kids. You don't want me. You want someone who knows how to sail. Bear grills. <laughs> yeah, I would take bear grills and Your brother. <laughs> and satellite. Satellite phone is always the answer. Yes. Uh. I think we took that a little too literally. <laughs> How about? Well, they didn't give us a budget. With no, I think no, with they no meant, hope of escape. I think they meant what books or. They should have said that. Favorite items. Or escaping. <laughs> tokens of memory would you take? Mine is an easy to fly plane. <laughs> satellite phone. Yeah. Pictures of my children, some sunscreen, and a satellite phone. Oh my gosh. Food. Um. If you could choose any name besides your own, ooh, what name would you give yourself? That's a hard one because I kind of have had this name for a while and I don't <laughs> like it, but I'm kind of like, it's one of those things where you just can't, like imagining being left-handed or right-handed if you're left-handed. Like, you're just like, well, it, it, it's such a counterfactual that I can't even imagine like what my name would be. I like my name in the original, I think it's Yiddish or Jewish. Hebrew, which is Yahweh Elohim, uh, which is Hebrew, which means God is God. That's what Joel means. Such a, of course, of course, my name is axiomatic and pedantic. But Uh, my name is awkward. Not of my. It's just. It's not bad. It's just tense. Lanky, cute, and a little awkward. Yeah, that's my girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I have very much grown into my name. I think that. there aren't a lot of Kathleen's and there's a reason for that in a lot of different ways, but that the name fits me. You know what name I wouldn't pick? What? Miles. Oh, Looking I like at you, Miles. mom. I like the name Miles. Miles, Linda. You're totally good. That was a good choice. What makes you feel most loved? When you, this is interesting. Um, when you know, when I am known well enough where you can anticipate what i want and need so so when i'm psychic and read your mind and empty the dishwasher when you know when i should yeah well i mean you know that i'm that i'm going to it's like if you paid attention the other day we had a whole thing about like like doing the dishes while you're cooking dinner it's like every night you come home every night you come home i have all of the beds made the house is 99 percent clean except for the toys that the kids are currently playing with the dinner is done for all four of us and ready to go on the table and all of the dishes from dinner are done. And I realized the other day that you didn't notice that. It's not that I don't notice it. How do you? It's that you gave me the task of cooking dinner and watching Levi. And then I had another couple of things that I also needed to get done in the time that I was doing it that were unrelated to the kitchen. And so I had enough time to do all of that. But you left the dishes for me. I did. <laughs> sorry, I... The dishes, they weren't like all over the sink or all over the counter. They were in the sink, stacked up, rinsed. I just didn't that's put them in the dishwasher and run no, the dishwasher. that is not true. That is not true. There were dishes all over, regardless. Either when way. You make it's it so, not that I don't appreciate When you appreciate make it you. so that I don't have to do, that when you anticipate the work that I won't want to do, when you anticipate the times I will need a nap or sleep, 
and you facilitate it, that's when I feel loved. Fair enough. How about you? When I'm appreciated. Okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, thanks. I do appreciate you. <laughs> Who is your favorite Game of Thrones character from that old show? That used to be on TV. Oh, uh, it's not on TV. It's on HBO. That's their tagline. tagline. <laughs> uh, my favorite character from Game of Thrones. Um, I know she's very, 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 very broken. But I kind of realized in, without spoilers, uh, in the Battle of Winter, Battle, is it, what do they call that one? The big battle with the Iceman. The Battle of Winterfell? Yeah, it was Battle of Winterfell. That Arya is my absolute favorite. Hmm. Yeah, she's good. She wasn't in the middle, but by the end, but when everybody came, came back together, oh, oh, or Lyanna. Um, Lyanna Mormont. Lyanna Mormont. Yeah, she's good. She's a real. I think uh, I really like Beast Tyrion. Oh, yeah, show sorry. Tyrion more than book Tyrion actually. Yes, Peter me Dinklage too. Does a good job. Making yeah, he brings that guy alive. Yeah, but I'm gonna say the only character who I actually care what happens to them in the next episode Davos, Davos, Seaworth, mm-hmm. the Onion Knight, uh, everyone else like whatever. But I really want him to be okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have a few people that I'm cheering for. Well, we we'll will see. have seen. <laughs> If you've been listening to this with your spouse or not with your spouse, um, you can follow along on the internet article that we're going to put in the show notes, or you can listen and then ask the questions of each other. It's just fun. These things are just fun. And sometimes you go a really long time, especially when your head is buried in raising kids without asking silly questions and without um, learning about where your spouse is in the moment. Yeah. Um, So use it as a tool. Or just listen to it and be entertained by our dumb answers. They were good answers. Sure. All right. Let's get to our next segment. So that came up. So every night I um, have been reading Harry Potter to the kids. Um, and when I say reading to the kids, Levi is three. Um, Dane is five, four, almost five. He barely gets what's going on. Levi is, happens to be in the room. Um, but... Um, the other day I was reading and like in the middle of this, uh, like the graveyard scene in Goblet of Fire, Dane goes, mom, was the cross real? Uh, thinking about the graveyard and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe they mentioned a cross. And I said, what cross? You know, mom, the cross that Jesus died on. Uh, yes, that was real. That was a real thing that happened. And Jesus really died and really rose again. He goes, oh, what about the tomb? Also real, bud. Also a real place where they put Jesus by the oak. Okay. Then he puts his head back down and I continued to read Harry Potter. <laughs> I was just like, what? Well, I mean, I, I am not going to give him the credit of the fact that he realized that Voldemort was rising again. He was not processing at that level. And <laughs> he that was just curious. it was just a Wait, there was really random cross, right? thought. Yeah. And it just popped up in the right before bed. Well, I'm glad that you straightened him out and didn't, uh, Send him towards the like, Gnosticism of, no, the cross wasn't real. I, okay. It's an old heresy. Well, yeah, no, that would be heresy. All right. I had fun. Yeah, me too. All right, let's pray out. Dear Lord, thank you for fun times and silly questions. Thank you for 
my spouse, who I can spend this time with, and all of our spouses or significant others um, help us get to know each other better, give us patience to talk to one another, and ask heavy questions and light questions so that we can get closer in relationship with each other and you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos pod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.